Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy game day. Happy Thursday to everybody listening. Uh, Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Alex Lundberg producing today. Lundy running things uh, across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Uh, got a question for you right off the bat. Right out of the gate. All right. Yeah. First of all, Lundy, welcome aboard. Good to have you. Uh, second of all, I got I get these uh, these emails from some golf some golf outfit, and they they send out uh, videos of you know tips to play golf, and <laughs> the last one I got, Jake, was. New video must watch if you can't touch your toes. Now, my question to you is, can you touch your toes? Oh, no. <laughs> Not even close. What's the matter with us? Wait, I mean, wait, we're talking like stretching touch your toes. Like I, I can, right. I can, I'm touching my toe right now. But <laughs> You're sitting in your chair. But you're talking uh, about the, the stand, uh, keep your legs straight and touch your toes, right? Well, that's I assume I didn't I didn't see the video, but I assume that's what they were talking about. And so I was thinking, what's the matter? I mean, uh, why why do guys get so inflexible so quickly? What's what's the deal with that? Well, uh, Scots are notoriously uh, stiff. We're <laughs> we're not a we're not a flexible family, the Scots. So I mean, I've I've never really been flexible, and uh, am even more so now. So, okay, so, so Lundy, so. Lundy, can you touch your toes? Uh, if I'm, like, sitting down and just kind of, you know, bring my foot no, up. I, I, my I mean, standing up. Standing up without bending your knees. Can you touch your toes? No, absolutely not. My hamstrings are way too tight for that. What? I, I bet if I ask that question to everybody at the station, who is there anybody who you think might be able to do it? I would bet on hands. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, because people uh, who played uh, sports at an extremely high level, I mean, they, the, you know, the, where your body is your your trade, so to speak, and you've been oh, stretching. Oh, that ship sailed a long time ago. Right, right, Jake. right. But but it, when you stretch so much throughout your life, like uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, our our boy Kyle Gunther, who played uh, football at Utah and then uh, dabbled professionally for a year or two, uh, I'll tell you what that guy is like a ballerina. I mean, he's like one of the most flexible people I've ever seen. He used to do like ballerina stretches in the studio. I mean, it was it was remarkable how flexible that guy was, and he was an an offensive lineman. 
So I'm betting on I'm betting on hands. Hatch Hatch is uh, across the glass right now. Hatch, you you flexible? I just did it. You just did it you just now. Touch your touch your toes. up. Wow. How about that? Well, well, wait, 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 wait. No, no. I need proof. Do it so so Jake can see you do it. I I trust Hatch. He's a he's a trustworthy person. And uh, no bending of the knees. All hold right. On, All right. Hold on. Well, good hold for on. Him. Hold on. Oh yeah, I did it. No sweat too. Wow. Hatch. Way to go, Although, man. You know, Hatch... wait, wait. Ask ask him. Ask him how he's able to do that. What do you mean? How he's able? To... He bends uh, over. Does he do? Does he do daily stretches? You stretch a lot, Hatch. You stretch a lot. He kind of gave it the shrug, but you forget that Hatch played football at a high level. He was a he was a, a salty football player down there at Orem <laughs> High, right? The Tiger, or was it Mountain, Mountain View? Bruin. Mountain View. That's right. My bad. Jeez, that's an insult. Oh, right how there. dare I, you? I apologize. I, uh, yeah, I you is, have my permission to punch him in the nose right now. That's. Uh, but you know, Hatch was a, a a finely tuned machine as a high school athlete, so that shouldn't surprise us. He's he's flexible, and he's young yet, you know, but. I don't know. It's just, I, it, it's just remarkable to me uh, that we're as inflexible as we are. It's not remarkable both, to me. Both, I've been both, here most of my life. Both physically, physically and mentally, maybe. Uh, all right, Gordon. We we kind. Of, I, I usually say we have a lot to do today. Well, you, you I have a lot to do today. You you uh, <laughs> get a short day uh, as uh, Jazz pregame will take over at four thirty. Tip off between the Jazz and the Hawks at five thirty. And and I want you to do something really really great with your spare your your extra time allotment today, Gordon. Do something great for the Eat. both of us. Eat, sleep, what? Um, oh man, I wish I could what would sleep. You, what would you, that would what, be what, good. What, what, what would you prefer? Although you know, four thirty is kind of an awkward time for a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Certainly not exercise. I mean, maybe watch something good on TV or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I just if I'm doing it vicariously, or I'm doing it for you vicariously. Yeah. I wanted to make sure it was something that you could uh, that you could feel good about. Yeah. Right. Just just hunker down because on that. because you have you have our show till four thirty, and then you have pre half and post, and then you'll get home at midnight or after that. So well, it's not that late because these eastern road swings do bump things up a tad. So I won't I won't be out till midnight. Thankfully. At least I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, are we are we in for like a like a ten overtime game tonight? Because if that happens, maybe don't maybe midnight's a thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Alex. I did just jinx us right there. We haven't had have you we know, had not, a, we know, haven't had an overtime game yet, have we? Not until today. Yeah, I just I <laughs> way did to it. go. Uh, I did. You it. know what? You know what? Uh, the listeners right now are not doing giving any sympathy. Oh no, no, we have the best job in the world. Nobody nobody feels bad for me. And nor should they. Uh, I think tonight's game against the Hawks is actually uh, pretty interesting. I like watching this Hawks team. They they still yeah. don't guard much, but they they. I think they could be good in a couple of years. And Trey Young. So I mean, outside of the last time he played the Jazz, is is a pretty electric player. Should I predict that he's going to go for more than thirty again tonight and have him score four? Well, how about this? Here, this is my grand prediction this time. All right, you ready? And we we probably should oh. get to this in the split story of the day. But here's here's my right. big prediction. All right, Gordon, brace yourself. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to have more than four. More than four. He's going to have. Take it to the bank. You want the question? Bet? Is is he going to have forty? 
You want to bet incriminating audio on it? More than four? No. I'll take the over. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. No. 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 Not going to do it? No. Okay. Uh-uh. He, you mean you think he's going to do better than the worst game of his career then? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because they've studied that film, I'm sure, a tape of uh, what went on the last time. And I uh, bet they're uh, set on not repeating it. Well, let's let's talk and about that actually. Let's get into the split right. story. We've uh, we've uh, embarked on a good conversation. Go ahead, Lundy. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Who knew Hatch was so flexible? Known the guy for going on ten years. Never knew. Tell you what, I think you know a guy, and then you find out he can touch his toes. Uh, <laughs> okay, Gordon, let's, uh, let's talk about what the jazz did to Trey young. That was so effective and what you're predicting. They won't be able to do again. Um, they, they just kept the ball out of his hands the whole time. They face guarded him. They, they made him give it up with double teams and then they didn't let him get the ball back. And it turned into a, a one for 11 shooting performance. And, and Hey, the one is remarkable, but keeping Trey young to 11 shots. I mean, that's that's a, a pretty remarkable feat right there. So I, I'm with you. I will be very curious uh, to see exactly how effective the Jazz are against Trey Young and if they roll out the same strategy. I mean, Trey Young takes 18 shots a game. So holding him to 11, that's actually pretty impressive right there. Especially since this is an area where the Jazz have struggled at times in the past. So that, that last outing was remarkable in so many ways. But – that uh, you know, playing on the, their home floor, you know, Trey Young is probably going to feel a little more comfortable. I would imagine if they do double him on a regular basis. Who on the Hawks? Who do they turn to to to, to, to put up big uh, a big number of points? I mean, I know Clint Capella's had a few nice games lately, but he's not a huge scorer. Who are they going to? Are they going to go to Collins? Who are they going to go? Who's going to score? Well, uh, you know, it, odds are it'd have to be some sort of a collective effort, and, and a couple of the names you just rattled off there can uh, can effectively score the basketball. But if you're looking for one particular name, it's John Collins. I mean, he's yeah. he's probably their second best player. I mean, I don't think it's Ca- Capella. Uh, Herder is an interesting player, but I, I think you've got to go with and, yeah. and DeAndre Hunter, of course, too, uh, who scores 17 a game. But I got to go John Collins there. He would probably be the one. But you know, who ends up guarding John Collins? I would. I would bet that's uh, likely going to be Royce O'Neal, who's done a good job against players like John Collins. How would you rate Mike Conley's defensive performances of late, and can he stay between Trey Young and the basket? So Mike, because Con- Young Young either likes to shoot. Young is sort of a replication of what the Jazz like to do. He's either going to bomb it, or else he's going to take it to the rim. Right. He takes eleven point seven twos a game and six point three threes a game, and the answer is, you know, nobody's going to keep him in front of them one hundred percent of the time. But I'll tell you this about Mike Conley: his defense yeah. this year has been. Above average, m- m- exceeded my expectations, and maybe you you feel differently, Gordon. But I think he's kind of taken. No, the ch- I don't. I, I, I agree. I think he's kind of taken the challenge of I'm going to go guard these speedy guards, 
and I'm I'm going to be the, I'm going to call my own number here, and I'm going to go out there and and clamp down on on these uh, players that are a little too fast for Royce O'Neal. So I I've been I've been really impressed with his defense. I have as well. He's been so important to the Jazz at both ends of the floor. Uh, I mean, it's almost. You know, I don't I don't root one way or the other, but it's almost a joy to watch that guy play when he's playing the way he is uh, all over the place. And and we thought this is what he was capable of when he first came to the Jazz. Obviously, we've talked a thousand times about how it it did uh, take him a while to get where he is now, but now he's I don't know, it's just fun to watch him play because he looks like he is uh, capable of, 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 of being the best form of him. Remember last year, some people were asking if he was over the hill. Yeah, that was a, a topic of conversation for sure. It's it's interesting, his transformation and how much better he's gotten as a player. And we'll, we'll see how much it, it continues on, right? But he, he's off to a great start. He You and I talked about it a lot back in August, which feels weird to say, that he was really good in the bubble really good in the bubble. And I kind of wondered going into this yeah. year with Bogdanovich coming back where the shots were going to come from, and the answer seems to have been they're going to take more of them because they've really pushed the pace and are trying to score more in transition. And that's been in incredibly effective, and that's really played into Mike Conley's strengths. So it's it's him adapting yeah. to the Jazz, but I also think it's a little bit the Jazz adapting to him. You know, they're, they've, they've certainly changed – their mentality when it comes to moving the basketball up the floor in a timely manner. And that's what they should do tonight uh, in, in a big way against the team. I mean, the Hawks are pretty beat up right now. At least they were on uh, Wednesday night. You know, they were against the Mavs. Who, who missed that? It was like uh, Here, Bogdanovich, can... Chris got... Dunn, DeAndre Hunter. What's that? Uh, I've got it in front of me. You hit those. Those three are all out oh, tonight. Okay. And then uh, I can never remember how to say this guy's name here. Let me bring up his oh, yeah. pronunciation. Okongwu? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Is it Oyeka Okongwu. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, so, he's so the too. Jazz do have some advantages <laughs> here. Uh, although, although Jake, it's uh, you know sometimes a team will rise to the occasion when they're a little beat up. I, I, uh, I mean, I'm sure they would much rather have those guys, and uh, and a number of those guys are really good scorers. Chris Dunn, of course, terrific defender. Yeah, uh, well, DeAndre Hunter is a is a fine player and plays a big role uh, for this Hawks team. You know, it was interesting about the last time these two teams matched up. Gordon was uh, remember Cam Reddish couldn't miss. He was four or five from three, eight of thirteen. He had twenty points, and uh, you just kind of scratched your head because that's not really the player Reddish is uh, has proven to be this year. So maybe there's somebody who uh, steps up and and has a big game. Um, Trying to see what uh, what Reddish is shooting. Reddish is shooting this year from three, Gordon, 26.4%. And in the game against the Jazz, he went four of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah, he goes out, out there and life has Life in the game. NBA. Yeah. You, you, that's just so funny to see somebody who's in the mid-20s go four of five. Uh, but you remember, I mean, uh, what game? What, what game? What, what game was it, Jake? When Clint Capella went, he nearly had thirty and thirty in one game, didn't he? Uh, this year, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I saw there was a game when he he just went crazy 
I think he bested uh, Shaq's record uh, with with some double double numbers that were pretty crazy. Anyway, let's see here. You don't have to worry about him. Uh, he had twenty seven points and twenty six rebounds against in a win against Detroit. I think that might be the game you're thinking of. That must have been it. Yeah, that's a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, twenty seven and twenty six. The Jazz have been really good on the road, though, Jake. Uh, they, they, they've, uh, and and you've talked about it about how you know obviously you don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of fans uh, screaming at you as the uh, visiting team, but uh, the Jazz seem to be very comfortable going out on the road, and they'll need to be over the next while. Yeah, I've kind of been uh, following that. Uh, the, it's you know the the home court advantage, and I'm still pretty convinced that um, uh, that home court means less this year because of uh, the lack of environment. But I mean, you look at the records, and w- lo and behold, teams that are are good at home are good on the road. <laughs> uh, this Atlanta team, though, Gordon, they're five <laughs> and six at home and five and five on the road. So very, very. Is that about here. what you expected out of this team this year, Jake? Is that is that what you had in mind? Out of Atlanta? No, I thought they'd be a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ten and eleven on I the year. Well. I thought they'd be a little better, but they're at sixth in the East, so they're still in the playoff picture. Wow, the East never changes, does it? Sub five hundred and still in the playoff picture. <laughs> Your Eastern Conference. Yeah, the East is the least. The West is the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see here. The eighth team in the West right now is San Antonio at twelve and ten. So at least over five hundred. Whereas uh, uh, one game under and get you good enough for the sixth spot in the East. Cleveland's ten at twelve at seven, and Charlotte's ten at twelve. The Knicks are ten and thirteen. And it could, Jake. It could be argued that uh, you know the, the 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 daily grind in the West. Uh, makes those better records that much more impressive because uh, on the reg they are facing what could be considered better competition. Well, and it's been that way for a long time. I mean, that's that's nothing new. And then you look at the bottom of the East, and it's worse than the bottom of the West. I mean, right now Minnesota is at the bottom of the West at five sixteen, five and sixteen, followed by New Orleans at eight and twelve. And New Orleans is not a bad squad. Uh, then you look at the East, De- Detroit's in last at five and sixteen. Then the Wizards at five and thirteen. Man, Miami's underperforming at seven and fourteen. And Orlando at eight and fourteen. The Bulls at eight and twelve. I mean, just a lot of bad clubs right there. So I got a question about about what's going on with the Heat, and I have not followed it closely. But what is going on there? How do, how do they play as tough as they did last year, and this year they really? Seem to be out of it. I think they've had some injury stuff, right? Hasn't Tyler Hero battled some stuff? But uh. I, I don't know. That's And we've asked our daily assist that uh, guest that question a couple of times, and they don't seem to really know either because it's just, you know, they were so good in the bubble, and uh, obviously they went to a went to a title or, a, a, excuse me, an NBA Finals. But they're not off to a great start. Jimmy Butler's only played in nine games, so, lo- so that's probably part of it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. All right. Let me, let me, let me get a prediction from you. And I know this is a dangerous game, but when you look at, okay, the jazz starters tonight, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Gobert, Mitchell, and Conley, 
um, probable. Uh, so who's going to be the leading scorer tonight? For the whole game, for the Jazz, or for the Hawks? Yes, for the Jazz. Hey, I'd go with Donovan. I'd probably bet on Donovan getting that most nights, even though he's he's not the leading scorer all night, certainly, huh. but. How many? How many does he get tonight? Uh, let's call it an even thirty. <laughs> okay, thirty it is then. Uh, what are you just trying to get me to predict? So when, so when Donovan has a bad game, you can you can blame it on me. Uh, who will have the most assists? Hey, Joe? look, I've been I've, I've 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 been there. I know I know what that feels like. I'm just looking for company. That's all. But I, I figured you, being the expert that you are, you would be able to have a good idea uh, as far as who the leading scorer will be for the Jazz, who will get the most assists, and who will uh, be the leading rebounder, which is fairly obvious. Rudy will be the leading rebounder. Although last game was the first game somebody else led the. The team in rebounding when uh, Royce had his double double with thirteen, but uh, I'll go with Rudy and uh, let's call it twelve rebounds, and for assists, uh, Joe Ingles at six. Okay, and uh, who will be the leading scorer off the bench? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the obvious answer to that would be Jordan Clarkson, uh, and let's call it fifteen. Okay. You thought I was going to say George right. Niang, I just wanted you? you to go on the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Then. How many three-pointers do the Jazz get tonight? Uh, let's see. Let me look at uh, – let's look at the Hawks' defense here for a second, shall we? Um, <laughs> as I'm struggling to bring it up. Let's see. The Hawks against well, threes the- are really good, actually. Teams are shooting only 32% from three against these Atlanta Hawks. And they're only making 11. Wow. Well, I think the Jazz are going to get at least 15 because they've done that for, what, like 12 games in a row now? I'm going to go 17 threes tonight for the Jazz. All right. Okay. All right. What, are you you scared away in on any of this? Or are you just making me put myself out there? No, I think you're – no, you're doing really well. I just uh, hear cheering you on. Uh, maybe what the Hawks do is 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 what uh, makes some sense. You got Capella in there at the center position, and you say, "Okay, uh, Clint, you take care of the mess, and we're going to go out and guard the three point line." You know. All right. Well, let's we'll dig into the Jazz uh, uh, obviously throughout the show. Uh, NBA Daily assists a little early today because of the game. Uh, Sam Amick will jump on with us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Coming up next, more Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Band of the Day today, selected by our boy Lundy, is uh, Weezer. Getting our Weezer on today. No, not Weezer, Idaho. Uh, Band of the Day brought to you by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Uh, visit LiveNation.com. Uh, Lundy, any particular inspiration for Weezer today or just uh, felt like you want to get your Weezer on? I mean, part of it's because they have a new album out. And, you know, like, so I've been in a little bit of a Weezer mood. But, I mean, I feel like it's never a bad day for Weezer. They're pumping out new tunes? Yeah, they uh, their latest album, OK Human, it's like 
primarily like kind of got more of an acoustic sound with like you know a oh. bunch of strings like an orchestra and stuff like that different for them but i actually quite enjoyed it how about that okay all right weezer still pumping out music like when, when did we weezer burst onto the scene like mm-hmm. early 90s yeah mid early 90s something mm-hmm. like that yeah. was that back in the island of the sun days or whatever that song uh-huh was yeah i think that one's blue album Jake, sorry about the delay I had on my machine. I reset. I hope it's better now. I'll tell you what. I, uh, whoever's operating that machine uh, is doing probably a, their fault. A substandard yeah. job. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gordon. I we we were batting about this topic uh, uh, earlier today, um, and I don't know really the best way to phrase it, but uh, looking into daniel Sorensen's career uh a little bit and in reading up on him and he's turned out to be just a a, a critical player what game was it during the playoffs uh who were they playing that he basically won the game by uh by oh, creating yeah. that fumble oh gosh it was like <laughs> two weeks line? ago yeah the one at the goal line it was yeah. like two weeks ago and i can't remember who that who it was against but anywho um <laughs> has turned into an amazing uh player for the for the chiefs he had 91 tackles this year Gordon yeah, 91 yeah. um he's uh let's see here where's his interception numbers he has 10 career interceptions and uh he's he's turned into a, a really fine player he was undrafted out of BYU in 2014 um he he was a good player at BYU Gordon he started multiple years um of course I I remember him as being a good player I think he was a little more known for his controversial hits but I mean he was good but did you think he'd be – and he hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet, I don't believe. Um, but uh, did you believe that – or did you think that he would come out of nowhere to be a Pro Bowl caliber player in the no. NFL? No, I didn't. And we talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday. I've, I've written a column about it that we'll, we'll probably post it tomorrow or something about these guys who achieve beyond what the expectations are. And – you know, when you think of uh, Daniel Sorensen, uh, I'm sure the athletes who he you know, participated with back in the day at BYU, they recognize when a guy has uh, exceptional talent. Um, but but watching on the field, you, he kind of blended in with the rest of the group, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he was good, like you said, but did I think he was going to stand out at the NFL level? Uh, no, I did not. And so I love those stories, man. I like it. I like it, guys who come on strong. I do too. And show what they can do. They take it. They, they, they. First of all, they have to work their tails off. They have to in order to create an opportunity, and and then when the opportunity comes, are they ready to run right through it? And that's that's what he did. And he's he he's he's an anchor there with the Chiefs. Now, I I did not know this until I I looked at his Wikipedia page, uh, Gordon. But did you know his nickname's a little on the nose? Uh, did you know that his nickname is Dirty Dan? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Wow. Is there some connotation there beyond uh, occasionally uh, roughing people up on occasionally the field? Occasionally leading with the old crown of the helmet. Um, I don't know. I don't know the. I, I would assume that that would be the origin of the nickname, but I had no clue. <laughs> His nickname was Dirty Dan. Um, so, so can let me. You, can you? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, uh, oh well. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask you uh, what what uh, what the bigger picture is here. So, 
Give us the best example, and I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Maybe Lundy can think of a better way to phrase this. But who's had the uh, out of the local guys? Who's had the best pro career that wasn't a, a forecast in college? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, towards the end of Alex Smith's junior year, you knew he was going to the league and and was probably going to be pretty good, right? But the 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 one that jumps out in my mind, uh, and maybe the answer is Daniel Sorensen, but the one that jumps out in my mind is Steve Smith or Steve on Smith senior. Oh yeah. He got mad at me once for not calling him senior. I better. Or as, uh, as Mac used to call him, Steve one. <laughs> uh, we should have Mac sometime retell the story of, of, uh, basically how coach Mac is responsible for getting Steve Smith drafted. Have, have you heard Mac tell that story? No, I haven't. So, uh, and geez, I, I hope I'm relaying this correctly. We'll we'll talk to next time we talk to him. We'll have to ask him about it. But coach was coach Mac was on the staff of whatever senior bowl that Steve was in. Right. I don't know if it was the hula bowl or not the hula bowl, obviously, but you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever senior bowl he was in, coach Mac was on the, the coaching staff and he said something to Steve Smith to make him mad. It was like he, he said something about like, hey, that other coach was disrespecting you or something like that. And I guess that Steve just went out and tore that game a new one and just looked incredible. And then, of course, he was drafted by the by the Panthers and uh, ended up having a, a Hall of Fame career. But he was he was good at Utah. You know, he was a, a return guy. He was an electric player. But I don't know if anybody saw a Hall of Fame receiver there. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that That's going to be tough to beat. What about that's uh, going to be tough. Uh, I remember him. I tell you, he was he showed those flashes at Utah, Jake. Uh, I remember talking with him before they played San Diego State one year, and and he wanted to go to San Diego State. San Diego State didn't want him, and he was so motivated to go out and just crush that team. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what he did. He had a great game, and. Uh, so, so I, I, you could see that this guy had a little something to him, and he definitely had attitude and determination. But did I think he was going to be a, an all-pro kind of guy? No. Um, by the way, Jeremy tweets at us, says, where have you guys been? He's been called Dirty Dan for years. I didn't know that that was like his official Wikipedia <laughs> nickname. I thought it was just people making jokes or something. Uh, but okay, Jeremy, sorry about that. I didn't know. I didn't know it was official. Um, a couple others that I that I, I'm trying to brainstorm on this, Gordon. It, would we throw Sioni Taki Taki into this because he was really good at BYU? But did we project him as the best linebacker in the league? Uh, do you think he's the best linebacker in the league? Well, certainly you can make an argument for him. He was awesome this year. It might be either he or Bobby Wagner. <laughs> and or maybe about Fred Warner, or or oh, that's what that's who I'm thinking of. Excuse me, I'm getting Taki Taki and and Fred Warner uh, yeah. mixed up in my head. I apologize. You're right. I'm thinking Fred Warner. Although Taki Taki's playing awesome too, but I was thinking Fred Warner. He and uh, he and uh, Bobby Wagner might be the best linebackers in the league. Does it uh, does it bother you when they play that Taki Taki song every time anybody talks about him? I wouldn't say that it bothers me. Uh, no. Um, How about Jamal Anderson? Um. Hmm. Yeah, because you would you might remember it better. Than, uh, but I mean, he turned into an All Pro running back that carried a team to a Super Bowl. It's pretty amazing. 
Speaking of uh, nicknames like the Dirty Bird, Dirty Dan, Dirty Bird. Or Mike Anderson, who put together a bunch of good years for the Broncos. Hmm, yeah. I, I, but though, I mean, all of them are tough. I mean, you mentioned guys like Bobby Wagner and uh, Fred Warner. We thought those guys would be good, like you said. But the best linebackers in the NFL? Right. I, you can make an argument for both of those guys. And like you were saying, when you were talking about Taki Taki, um, that that yes, that is hugely surprising when 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 the upside is that high, and, and we didn't see that. I didn't see it. No, but they didn't exactly come out of nowhere like Daniel Sorensen did. Yeah, but 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 the top end is higher. See what I'm saying? Yeah, there? yeah. The top end is higher. No, I totally get what you're saying. So who's had? Uh, the most pro success that you didn't expect, and maybe it's they reached a level like that you didn't expect, like uh, like the example with the linebackers. But I, I thought that was interesting, and I, you got to feel good for Daniel Sorensen, Dirty Dan, to his friends, uh, that uh, that he's <laughs> been able to come in and have so much uh, so much success. It's it's pretty amazing. He's he's a critical player for them, and he's really really good. As we mentioned, I mean, you know, game saving. Uh, fumble. They created a game-saving fumble. I mean, he's a really, really good player. Well, you know what that does? Uh, whatever the real answer is, what it does is it gives hope to guys who may not have been all that highly thought of. I mean, like you said, Daniel Sorensen was a three-star recruit. And, you know, I mean, here he is, a mainstay on a Super Bowl champion team. Uh, so, so that that should give great uh, encouragement to players who do have some ability but may not be thought of as being the, you know the top dog in the yard uh, to show that hey you work hard you put your, uh, you put your mind to it and you commit and you, and you know and you pay attention and you use your head not not in a dirty dance sort of way but you use your head you think things through and you put yourself in the right position and look what you can do I didn't know his brother. Did you know his brother was uh, played at uh, Southern Utah and was selected in the seventh round of the 2013 NFL draft? Spent three no, seasons in the NFL. What, what's his name? Brad Sorensen. Huh. Talented family. Yeah. Talented family. But, uh, yeah, I was just kind of thinking of some local ties uh, to the Super Bowl, Gordon, and maybe some conversation to be had. Of course, you know, plenty of local ties with, uh, with Andy Reid. Uh, and and, uh, and maybe he's the answer, right? Uh, it, did he come out of nowhere to have this Hall of Fame-like success? I would argue he did. <laughs> Who, Andy Reid? Yeah, because he came up under Holmgren, and then he had a bunch of success at Philly. We probably should have seen this coming. For a long time, he was the winningest coach without a Super Bowl title. I, I just... think Andy Reid has been underappreciated for a long time because he was criticized in Philadelphia. Um for not winning enough. He's the sixth winningest coach in NFL history right now as we speak, and he's got the fourth most postseason victories. Uh, I wrote about Andy at sltrib.com if you want to check it out. Uh, Andy Reid has an assistant coach, uh, Porter Ellett, who's from Lowy, Utah, and he has a fantastic story. That's a story that tells itself. Just remarkable story, and it's posted at sltrib.com if you want to 
I want to get into a little bit of human in- interest situation. A guy who lost his arm in a in an accident when he was four years old, fell out the back of a pickup truck, lost his right arm, and uh, he, uh, he he has quite a story to tell about how he overcame that and moved forward, and now he's a valued member of that Kansas City Chiefs staff uh, because Andy Reid is the type of guy who can who can uh, is perceptive enough to find a guy a diamond in the rough like Porter and bring him aboard and uh, have him help his team and his team's success. I have a lot of respect for Andy Reid. That, that, that guy, is a, he's a solid dude. He's got a Whittingham on staff too, right? I believe so. Yeah. I, I thought so. Still, yeah, he's still there. So well, there, is, there are some local ties to the Super Bowl, most of them on, on the Chiefs end of things. And, but, you know, your love for Tom Brady covers the other end, so we've talked plenty about that. <laughs> Have you have you rethought your position on Tom a little bit now? Have you come around to understand uh, his his greatness and and now are no longer amongst the group out there who's saying he's the luckiest athlete alive and he's just fallen into happy consequences, ha- happy circumstances in order to achieve uh, what he has achieved? No, he still is the luckiest player alive. But uh, you know, I can give him credit. He's yeah, he's great. It doesn't mean I have to cheer for him. I keep explaining that to you over and over again. No, no, I know. And he, I just... and he did, uh, uh, you know, bend the rules. He, he he was not above board entirely. Let him who is perfect among us cast the first stone, huh? You usually um, uh, don't like cheaters. <laughs> That's usually a pretty consistent opinion from he you. Let, he let a little air out of the ball. He didn't change the shape of the ball. He didn't. Uh, he didn't use a spitball. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do anything that was any different than what a lot of folks have done through the years. That might be a little shady. Uh, he just, you know, put a foreign substance into his body that uh, gave him a little edge. No, you know, no, cheating, cheating, man. Was it? Was it within the rules or not? Jake, come on! That that's like saying that's like saying okay, if I if I'm supposed to get up at six o'clock in the morning and I get up at six o five, that that's as egregious as if I go out and stab somebody. Is there a rule about uh, getting up at six o'clock in the morning? No, but if there were, so uh, it's not you know, comparable. Okay, so so when when you're when Sadie is tempted one day and she uh, she's a candy bar at the uh, at the gas station market or something and decides oh that looks good and she picks it up and puts it in her pocket, are you going to throw the book at her? Oh yeah, she's going right to holding. <laughs> That's a little different than some other offenses. Oh, I do, you know what I do? I'd make her take it back and apologize. Right, right. And yeah, she would because learn her lesson, a, and she a, wouldn't do it anymore, and that's what Tom did. There is a consequence to breaking the rules. See, this is where, you know. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is you can't label someone a cheater and have everyone fit into that same category at the same depth. Did he break the rule or not? It, he, it, he was in temporary disarray there for a second. <laughs> You really should be a politician. You're really something. I didn't. Uh, I didn't break the law. I just, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was just a little outside of it. That's all.
<laughs> Just a little outside. <laughs> Just a little outside of it. That's all. You know, it's all. I good. don't care whether you. I don't care whether you cheer for Tom Brady. I just want you to respect the man for what is, for the extraordinary career he has had. And now, was he forty three? And now he says he's not out of the question for him to be playing past forty five. I mean, go away. Think about and I and I admit, I admit his diet is a little crazy. I mean, as we read through that, I thought, man, how does how does one live like that? It does seem a bit extreme, but this guy, I mean, what are you going to do if he's playing when he's 47? Cheering against him. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Hope he loses every game, except for I'm rooting for him in the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for him in this game. Go Bucks! Because for some reason that you have yet to explain to our listeners, you can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm picking against the Chiefs because I'm picking against you. What will you please reveal for our listeners? I'm once picking and for all against what you. it is. You what it is? It's you. Yeah, I know. I I know that. I, well, I haven't made my pick yet. So what are you going to do okay. if I switch over to Tom Brady in the in the box? You won't. I'm not worried about it. Well, I might. No, but okay. You but won't. What, what would you please reveal for our listeners why you hate? the I've Chiefs I've never so liked much? the Chiefs. Just don't like them. Or do, do, is there a reason? Nope. What do you mean? No, that's like I remember when I first started doing radio eighty-five years ago. Uh, I I was doing a show with a guy who was sitting in for someone else, and he had this big, long, sort of dynamic opinion. And I turned to him and I said, "Why do you think that?" He said, "I don't know. I just do." And that's what you're saying. It's not a reason. I have my reasons. I'm just not going to tell you. What? Is, there, is it is it some big deep dark secret? As far as you know. Did you have a girlfriend who was a Chiefs fan that dumped you or something? What happened? Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, I just want I don't want you to necessarily cheer for the man, but I want you to at least respect him. Oh no, I'm cheering for him. Go Bucks. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we'll have a big show coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day stay tuned coming up top three o'clock hour we're going to talk to our buddy sam amick as we do every thursday a little earlier today though because of uh, the jazz game jazz hawks 5 30 tip off from atlanta 4 30 pregame right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone tim lacombe gonna jump in i think tim has our nfl bet thing all sewn up i don't think any of us can yeah. catch him but what we it's can't. it's austin and me uh uh it battling is. for the bottom is that what it is what? that's that's really what it's come down to now that Tim has clinched. Uh, it's and, and I am out of the danger zone, but you and Austin are right there, neck and neck, and it comes down to this game, this one pick. What happens if you guys pick the same? I don't know, but I'm picking the Buccaneers, so that's up to Austin. Okay. 
You probably won't get a big argument from him. He'll probably be happy to take the Chiefs. But whoever loses is going to have a whopper of an of a incriminating audio to record. Because this one, this is not just your usual kind of incriminating audio. This one has been built up for weeks now, and I think it'll be especially stringent. What do you mean he'd be happy to take the Chiefs? You mean like you're happy to take the Chiefs? No, it's just that the Chiefs are favored. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Austin automatically takes the favorite every time, though. Well, that's because the line makes it more tricky, you know. I so. mean, I think you're happy to to get the favorite. <laughs> I still <laughs> I have think, it made I think up you're... my mind. I picked the Chiefs before the season, I, and and I picked accurately, and I took your abuse back then. But I, I have not actually made my official pick yet. You're you're personifying your feelings onto Austin. <laughs> Maybe so. I'm just trying to save him from having to do the incriminating audio because, you know, he's had a rough go of it. He, he's had to record some pretty mean things uh, lately. I mean, the one about the pierced nipples, that was your idea, and that was really out of hand. It was... Well, I have pierced nipples. Oh man, I can't wait till my Buccaneers win. <laughs> what are you gonna make I have Austin do? Hi guys, I got pierced nipples. Hey guys, what? I got pierced nipples. Hey guys, I got pierced nipples. I'm gonna pierce nipples. I'm gonna make him say something that you don't like. So it's like <laughs> it's his, even with me. Is his incriminating audio, but it's gonna be something you don't like. <laughs> so you can cover all your bases. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's a diabolical idea. I had never thought of that. Next level, Gordon. I'm next level, buddy. Uh, all right, we want to remind you about our friends at Jimmy's Flowers. Valentine's Day is coming fast, and flowers make the perfect gift. Get your order in now while the selection is great. Uh, you can also have them delivered. Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, jimmysflowers.com. That's Jimmy's Flowers. Sam Amick jumps on with us next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.